Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about boundaries with pools. There was a famous book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. It talks about boundaries in relationships, and I think you can apply a lot of these same concepts with your customers and with your pool route in general. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So in this book, it talks about boundaries basically is knowing when something is your responsibility and when it's someone else's. It uses the analogy of like a fence in a yard and that's a physical boundary, but there's also interpersonal boundaries that you learn about by reading this book. I think it's a really good read for anyone interested in having strong boundaries in relationships. And one of the terms that it uses often is codependent. Codependency is when you are feeling responsible for someone else's feelings, basically. And it's really hard to be a business owner in a lot of respects without kind of being partially codependent because you kind of depend on the customer, of course, to pay you and you're providing a service and you don't really, you can't really see sometimes where this boundary is, so to speak. And a lot of pool companies or pool professionals will take on too much work. They'll lose money. They'll do things that probably aren't the best for even their own families because they really want to provide this excellent service to the customer. And I understand this. And one of the things that I learned early on is I was doing way too much for the customers that if I didn't perform this particular thing or go back when they called me to fix something, that this would be bad business and it would be bad for my reputation. But in the end, I realized that you're just a pool professional taking care of their pool and they don't really think too much about you except the fact they want their pool looking blue without any problems. And that's as far as it goes. Yes, you may have a relationship with them as far as you know you become friends and maybe you give them Christmas cards and exchange gifts that's perfectly fine but at the end of the day you're just taking care of their pool and that's basically it so looking through it with that lens kind of gives you a better perspective of what you're actually required to do what you're doing out there a service contract is definitely something that I would highly recommend that you have with your customers it's not a contract that binds them to you or binds you to them. So it's not a legal binding contract. It's basically just a service agreement that outlines what you're responsible for and what they're responsible for. And this is the first set of boundaries with the customer because now it's a written document. I have a one-page simple form that kind of sets the groundwork for this. If you want a copy, you can email me at david at Again, that's david at swimmingpoollearning.com. 
and I'll email you a copy of this in Word format, and you can adjust and change things that you want to adjust. Basically, it's just what you're going to do with the pool. You know, like, for instance, I will vacuum the pool when needed. It also talks about vacation time, and it talks about the customer's responsibility of adding water to the pool and maintaining the proper water level. And this is pretty basic, and it's something that needs to be established so that if there's a question later, you know, why didn't you vacuum my pool? I saw you were here and you didn't vacuum it this week. Well, if you see the service agreement, it says vacuum when needed. And your pool was actually pretty clean. So I just skimmed it and brushed it and there was no need to vacuum the pool at that time. Or if you wanted to put where you vacuum it every week, which I don't suggest you do. But if you have employees, you may want to put that in there so that the employees actually vacuum the pool. Even if it's dropping in a riptide or bottom feeder for a couple minutes, that's fine. But I'm pretty clear in my agreement and the customers know that I'm not going to vacuum every week that I'm there, only vacuum when needed, and just make those adjustments in a service agreement. So that's a basic boundary because you have something in writing, and it's pretty black and white of who's responsible for what. And as you get more experience in this industry, you're going to realize that there are certain personality types that are really needy. They want immediate attention for everything that needs to be done. These are the kind of customers that you're going to eventually weed off of your route and let someone else deal with, basically, because you don't really need a needy customer. I think Glenn from The Bottom Feeder, he's the creator of The Bottom Feeder Vacuum, and he's a pool guy in Los Angeles. He has probably one of the best pool industry quotes, and he's very well-spoken, and he has a lot of little quips and quibbles that he talks and says when I talk to him. But this one was definitely the best. He said, your service business is going to get a whole lot better when you realize that 90% of your problems come from 10% of your customers. And I think this is so true. If you have one of these customers that's really needy, that they call you all the time, they'll call you on a Sunday or text you on a Sunday. They'll complain about something that's really nicky-knack. And this is really unnerving. It just starts to bother you. You can be nice to them, of course. And maybe you've made the mistake of going over there to fix their cleaner or to put it back in the pool after a party. And then they expect this kind of service all the time. And I think one way to break them of this is to invoice them for everything you do. And if they call you back midweek because the cleaner is not working, you could tell them, well, I can fix that when I get back there at the next stop. But if you really think it's an emergency, I can come back and do it and give you a one-time courtesy service checkup or return. But know that in the future, it's going to be $85 to come back if it's not on the regular service day to fix the problem because a lot of times you're not in the area and besides that it interrupts your day you don't really want to go back there just to get an automatic cleaner working maybe there's a rock in there or something this to me is not an emergency but some customers think it is because it's part of the equipment and they want it working and they're out there watching their pool cleaner move around and it's not moving so for them it's the end of the world for you it's a big hassle to go back out there so I would go back out that week and fix it and then I would invoice the person, and this comes from Carl of Pool Ninja, and this is a great idea where he invoices customers. He'll put what he would charge, which would be 85 or you know your area maybe more for just something nicky-knack like that. And then you want to zero out the invoice so that the customer sees that they normally would be charged $85 for you to go back there and fix the cleaner, get it working, but you zeroed out the invoice. And that gives them a kind of mental reboot where they're like okay if I call him out here again to do this it's going to be $85 and he's not going to 
reverse the charges. So I'll just wait until my service call, or I'll go out there and see if I can get the cleaner moving, which in you know reality, it could just be a rock in there or something, and that saves you a trip out there. So we'll kind of set that up to where you have that strong boundary that if you do go back out to your normal client's pool for something that's really not an emergency, they're going to pay for it, and it's going to be a habit for some customers to call you with every little problem. So the key here is to kind of train the customer to wait when something is not really an emergency. I have a plumber that I work with with my rental properties, and I'll text him, and I know he has like a 24-hour kind of return on text messages. He's really busy, but he's really good. If there's an emergency, I'll call him, but if it's not an emergency, I'll text him and say, hey, can you get to this thing? And just last week, I sent him to one of my rentals because the dishwasher um, air air gap was not working. It was flooding the counter. And I told him, you know, if you can get the schedule, go ahead and do that. To him, it's a nicky-knack problem. You know, it's not the end of the world where the dishwasher is not draining properly. There's water on the counter. The tenant can put a towel there and block it. So it's not the end of the world. And he got out there, I think, a week after I called him. And that's kind of how you want to set up your clients. If there's not something that's really pressing, you can't drop everything to go out there to kind of fix something that's really not an emergency. And you want to train your customers the same way, kind of invoicing them, like I mentioned, to go back out there to fix a cleaner, to get it working, is one way to set that. The other thing is just to tell the customer, you know, I'm really busy and this is really not an emergency. I can really fix it on the next stop. If you can wait for that, I really would appreciate it. Most people will say, yeah, that's perfectly fine. A lot of times they're going to exaggerate. You want to get a photo of something. So if they're saying, you know, my equipment has a really bad leak, have them send you a photo or a little short video. You can actually see if it is an emergency or not. And I've had this happen to me and I wasn't smart enough to have them send me a video or a photo. But I get back to the account and it's just the O-ring from the filter cleaning dripping. And that's technically not a really bad leak. That's like a little drip leak. A really bad leak would be like if you leave like the air bleeder open or if the filter has a crack. So get a photo before you go back out there to make sure it's a real emergency. Now this one I get a lot where there's like a dead rodent that falls in the pool. It depends on the customer really of what you should do. You can go back to the pool and scoop it out and then superchlorinate the pool. And in some cases, you're going to have to do that, especially if they use their pool. And you just want to give the customer the impression that, you know, you're out there, you're proactive, and the pool is safe to swim in. Other customers that don't use their pool, you're going to know who they are. I mean, on any given pool route, you have those customers that are going to use their pool often. Other customers that never use their pool. So if it's one of the customers that never use their pool, and you keep the chlorine level at a safe level every week anyway, I would just tell that customer, if you could do me a favor and just scoop it out with the leaf rake and dispose of it, and then next time I'm over there, I'll make sure I bring the chlorine level up to make the pool safe. I mean, you have to make your judgment on that. Sometimes it is an emergency. Sometimes it's not, depending on the client. Some people may not even notice it in there for the whole week. I've been to pools where there's been a rodent in the pool, and I'm like, how long has this thing been in here? No one even noticed it. You know, the skin is coming off the thing. So it's one of those things where some customers don't even look at their pool. Make your judgment call on something like that. A lot of companies will just go back out there, get it out of the pool, and then bring it up to shock level. But there really are a lot of calls you get that are just non-emergency that are kind of like, can you just do it? Like, I got a call. This happens ever so often where a customer is like, I'm having a party this weekend. So then we can come by and get the cleaner out of the pool. 
And this is one of those things where it's like, it depends on the client. Some of them can't handle that. You're going to really ruin the system. So you may want to go out there and do that as a courtesy. But what I like to do for the clients that have parties and want the cleaner out, I ask them if they have a moment and I'll show them how to do it. And I'll even write a step guide for them and post it over by the equipment. I've done this for a couple of clients that are elderly that I don't want to go back there every time they have a party for their grandkids. So I go through the steps, you know, you take the hose out of the pool. I tell them to take the hose sections off in some cases. Other cases I tell them to lay it out lengthwise, you know, you know, two or three hose sections. I don't like when they coil it up, so I explain to them what that does to the cleaner and how it has a memory. And then I have them place the cleaner in a safe location. And then I show them how to move the sideboard in some cases so that the skimmer gets full suction. This is sometimes over the heads of a lot of customers. You have to go out there and do that, unfortunately. And this is one of the things where you're going to have to figure out ways to be creative sometimes because if you have a big route and you have all these nicky-knack problems, you can't be out there going back and forth and wasting time to take care of it. If the customer wants their automated system to have their heater on, a lot of this can be done over the phone or you can refer them to a video on YouTube. But it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm having a party this weekend and I forgot how to turn my heater on. Can you come over and do it? So for me, this is something that can be handled over the phone in most cases if they're you know, tracking with you fairly well. You can explain to them how to do it over the phone. But this, is ha- this happens all the time when you have a pool service. Someone will want something small done and you're going to have to figure out you know, where you set the boundary with that customer, if it will affect customer relations. Basically, if you're going to lose money by doing something, or if you lose the customer on the other end by doing something, you have to kind of balance that out. Because if you blow off customers often enough, they may change service companies. At the same respect, if you keep going back and you're not charging for the return service call, you're losing money. So it's a hard balancing act. I understand that. And sometimes your pools will cross each other. So it's not a big deal. Sometimes they don't cross each other on your route. Sometimes they want something on a Saturday or Sunday. That's definitely a service call, and you have to let them know that I'm going to come over and turn on your heater and get everything working, but you're going to have to pay me for my time because it is a Saturday morning, and I spend time with my family, and that's something that most people will be like, sure, no problem. Go ahead and charge me for it. I just want my heater working. Now, if you have customers that don't want to pay you for any return calls, that's one of those 10% that you're going to be dropping as soon as you can and you want customers that are more reasonable about when you can get out there and do something. And I think the last aspect of this is when you get a lot of calls for service, different things that people want you to do. They're not your regular customers, but they may be potentially new customers for you, but you're really busy and you can't get there to do that particular job. I would have no qualms with you responding back in a text message saying, You're extremely busy. If they can wait a few days, you can definitely schedule it or you could schedule it for the following week. But at this point, you can't get to that particular job. And if they call someone else, that's perfectly fine. Because the last thing you want to do is to take on all this extra work that goes along with your normal service work, your normal customers, and get overloaded, get stressed, interfere with family time, really interfere with a lot of things you're doing. And you may not be able to even service your regular customers properly because you're taking on other jobs. So let's say someone calls and they have a green pool and you really can't fit it in because you're really busy and maybe you have a Little League game that evening. You're going to tell the customer if they can wait two or three days, you'll get to it because you want 
to keep a balance in your business. You can't take every single job out there, and you shouldn't be taking every single job out there. I mentioned the plumber that I use that's really good. He's turned down jobs on me because he's too busy or he doesn't want to do that particular job. And I understand that. It's not a big deal. And it's one of those things where it's kind of a bummer that he doesn't want to do it. You like his work or you referred to him. And this is something that you're just going to have to deal with. And you can't do everything out there. Part of not having any boundaries is taking every single service call, doing every single thing, and being overloaded. And I mentioned the book Boundaries at the beginning. And the first story in there is the a housewife, or not a housewife actually, a lady that has children and she has a job also. And she's just like totally overloaded with things and everything is falling apart. And this is kind of what could happen to your business and to your family life if you overdo it. So have those strong boundaries. Don't worry about losing certain clients. Don't worry about passing on business that potentially could lead to new clients. There's going to be plenty of those out there for you. Do things that are balanced. Make sure you're not doing a 50 or 60 hour work week. Some weeks it's okay to work more, generate more leads and more money. Other weeks it's not. And have strong boundaries with your current clients so that you're not wasting time going back there for little things that are kind of like, really, you want me to go there and change your time clock, move the on-off tripper so that the pump comes on at 10 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. because it's too loud. Here's how you kind of do this. I'll walk you through it. And you can do like a FaceTime thing where you have your video and you don't have to go back there. Modern technology is really good and utilize those tools to save you time, energy, and mental stress of having to squeeze something in that's really not something you want to do and go back to do. So have those strong boundaries in place in your business and you're going to feel a lot better each day getting up, going to work, and not having nearly as much stress or worry as if you were doing everything for the customers and taking on all this new business that you can't handle. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, and on the banner there's a podcast icon. Click on that. That'll bring you down to a drop-down menu of podcasts that I recorded. If you want to enhance your business, you can learn more about my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.